Welcome to Philly Sportscast with your hosts, Derek and Dave. What's up, what's up? E-Money's on sabbatical tonight, so we're going to take it solo. Or duo, I should say. Yeah, definitely not solo. We're, we're kicking it old school. All our long-time yes, listeners remember this. E-Money's preparing the money line for uh, he needs we a go break live. From us. Yeah, for the football season, so can't fight it one, and, uh, one bit. Tonight we're on location. On location from the back patio, we decided to take it out of the muggy basement tonight and uh, move for the first time in 51 episodes from the bar in the basement. We're starting our next 50 episodes upstairs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Wow, it's so much cooler up here, though, I will say. Doesn't stink. Doesn't stink. The thunder and lightning rumbled right through, so we finally were able to get on air tonight. I know everyone was waiting for that. Yeah, no doubt. Thank God. No doubt. Talk some Philly sports, which we do have a lot to talk about. Hey, Brett Myers is back. I think it's a good thing he's back. I, you know what? Get your life together. Keep going, man. Yeah, what are you going to do? Right. I mean, what are the Phillies really going to do? Trade him into a, to what? To a team that's going to have him for the next 10 years and, and be then, a great right. pitcher? Potential hey. number one, potential 20-game winner? He's going to get traded. Everyone's going to boom this year. Next year, okay. Three years from now when he's an all-star, everybody yeah. forgets it and... You know, it's a shame, but hey, let him get his head together, let him get his act together, get his life together. He's a Philly. You know, he's one of the few Philly pitchers that grew up here, or not here, but came up through the farm team, and now he plays Philly ball, so let's let him go. Well, we absolutely do not condone what he did to his wife, yeah, exactly. allegedly, but we we're making we made more fun of the Phillies front office than we did anything else. Right, than the situation. They just handled it horrible. They did. They really did. Thank God Giles is around. Giles, Giles. Giles. Dave, you can't. You really are the world's worst with names. I am. I am. Oh, so real quick aside, Garth Snow is now the GM of the New York Islanders? I was reading that. I think it was Neil Smith was there for a month. A month? But Neil Smith's a former Ranger, right? He was was former Ranger, and he might even have something to do with... uh, Edmonton Oilers back in the day. Like, I don't know if they brought him in. Like, he's been around for a while, but he helped As the a Rangers. GM. Yeah, well, he w- he might have been the GM out in Edmonton. I'm not positive. I think he had something to do with Muckler and all them guys. But uh, he definitely had the Rangers. He was a GM then when they won the Stanley Cup in after 94. 54 years or whatever, whatever it was. Who cares about them? But Right on. So, yeah, he was there a month, did the drafting or whatever, and now Garson, like, Garson retired. Yeah, so um, I have to really ask you a question. This is the most perplexing thing to me. I, mean, you have to, I have to figure out the whole story here, or I have to read about it tomorrow or something. So this guy signs a deal to become the GM of the New York Islanders. It's a pretty prestigious hockey club, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, the early 80s, before Edmonton was the kingpin, they were winning it all. They were stoned, the biggest kids on the block. Yeah, winning like four out of five or four in a row. Right, back when hockey was hockey. Exactly. So... This guy, who obviously has a proven track record as a GM, won a Stanley Cup for New York with New York, helped him get Messier in, I'm sure. So the goalie retires, and he's got to be fearful of his job? I think they have new ownership within the last year or two. Like Ever since the NHL lockout, I think these guys bought into it, and they were trying something different. So he's quoting the whole, I don't like where they're going. You know what? You know where they're going when they're hiring you. Yeah, well, yeah, he has to, give, he has to go through the interview process, I'm sure. Right. And then just say, okay, I'll take the job because I think I can help you here do this. So what happens in a month? <laughs> Seriously. I don't know. Especially 
in July when nobody's there well, and everybody's well, on vacation. I mean, they had the draft. Unless they said, you know what, you did a horrible job in the draft. Then they had free agency opened up. And if they said, you know what, you did a horrible job with that. But Neil Smith is the one who said, I don't like the way the owners are going. Maybe he was trying to sign people, and they said, no, you can't do that. You're spending too much money. You have too much of this. Or I'm not really sure. I mean, this is when today was the first time I even heard this. Right, but Neil Smith is a general manager, a proven general manager. That you think that's who you Gar want. Gar Snow is a half-ass goalie. Who, <laughs> you know, the, the, the thing he was known for was his size. You remember, like he was the biggest yeah, shoulder the big pads. Uh, so why is he now your general manager of your, of your squad, a, a squad that's really trying to get back to where they once were? And then I'm not positive. Ted Nolan was the uh, coach of the Sabers, probably like six years ago. He won like coach of the year. He seemed like this great coach, and out of nowhere, drops off the face of the earth. Don't see him at all. Nobody talks about him. Nobody wants him. There was some something happened up there. I don't know what it was. I think he might have been, not that there's anything wrong, he was like an Eskimo or something, or he was like a northern Canadian guy, and like he was this minority coach that was doing great. Next thing you know, you hear of all these problems. First year he comes back is when Neil Smith brings him in. I don't know if they're having, you know, is there some kind of... So he's the current... Coach He's a current coach right now, yeah. Oh, I, I just think it's the most amazing story on earth. Oh, it is. Well, that's I remember hearing something about uh, when uh, in football. What's his name? Coach for New England now. Belichick. Coach, yeah, like he remember he got the job with the Jets. Yeah. And the next day he's like, I quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, like yeah, a it was, month. It was, it was no, it was Parcells said I'm out of here, and they said Belichick, we want to give you the uh, job. Okay. And then obviously Belichick didn't like where it was going, right. and then he was giving an offer but a from, day. because. New England had to compensate the Jets. With right. A mediocre goalie retiring and taking, like, a GM spot. Like, I, see, you, I, I question I question that, though. Okay, mediocre, that's even giving the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> that's my second point. My first part point is you very rarely hear this. Never. Dude, you've ne- I mean, dude, you've never heard this. He literally might have said to me and you, do you want to be the general manager of this team because – we think that you know how to skate. And you know, it's funny. We're like, you know what? We have the podcast. We're kind yeah, of busy. Nah, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry right now. Tuesday night. I mean, I'll do it, but Tuesday nights, I got to do There's my thing. There's a lot thing. of games Tuesday, so you got to count me out on those. Right. Okay, that was just an aside, and it was just a weird story. I mean, no, it was very weird. I'm sure more things will come out tomorrow, which will be Wednesday the 19th. Do we uh, have an over and under when Gar Snow's going to leave? Is it going to be? No, I think <laughs> it'll be there for a long time. I. Well, unless they do terribly. He which... might unresign and play goalie again. You think that's possible? <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. That's just, yeah, it is a crazy little I've story. I've heard player coaches, but not player GMs. <laughs> be a new swing. You know what's a really interesting thing about the GM? I was thinking about this, and I believe I heard it on the radio, because I very rarely have an original thought. <laughs> Isn't it insane that you give up? There's, there's three tiers of... Um, Executives in any kind of sports franchise. Okay. There is the owner, yep. the president, sure. and the general manager. Okay. But who has all the power to make decisions during the course of the year? It's the GM because you're trusting the GM's knowledge of getting right. deals done okay. and contacts and so forth and learning how to um, evaluate scouting reports and so forth. But this guy, like, really great example is Brian Cashman in New York. Okay. George Steinbrenner. Owns it, president, the whole nut. So he's one and two. Right. Actually, his son-in-law is number two, who will be his successor. Right. 
But they both say, Brian knows what he's doing. Brian knows what he's doing. So Cashman can really make any decision that he feels is appropriate for the team to get them to the next level, to that level they need to be at. But it's amazing to me that the third man on the totem pole really has all the control during the course of a season in professional sports. And it's the same with football, and mm-hmm. certainly the same with basketball. Well, I'm not I th- sure about hockey, though. I think, yeah, I think most owners, well, in hockey, just think of Snyder. I mean, Snyder, right. he might like hockey or love hockey. Although, but Snyder, is a, is a, it's tough to say, because he trusts Bobby Clark explicitly. Right, but that's right. That's your GM right there. He's going to be making your moves. Yeah, but so isn't it kind of insane that the third man on the pole really controls the entire future of the squad? I think that's a good owner. That's When you're an owner, you want to make money, and the way you make money is by having you know, all your little people underneath running the company right. doesn't matter what kind of company. I mean, just anything in general. But doesn't it seem like Snyder has more of a blindfold on? And well, no, I think Snyder is kind of like, I would say, like uh, Steinberger. Steinberger? <laughs> I'm choking. Hey, I got to fly over here. That is the best. That is the best. Steinbrenner. Right. Thank you. And uh, where when there's a the player out there, he'll say, we want this player. We want to go get Peter Forsberg, or we want to go get some kind of baseball player, where I think they're that kind of owner, where they're going to put... Not that Snyder is the owner. I mean, Comcast or Comcore or whatever it is. Comcast, Spectacore. Spectacore, yeah. I will, say, I will say this, though. I, I would disagree with you because... And every time I've ever heard Bobby Clark making a move, Ed Snyder's always been there to introduce the new player. And inevitably, Ed Snyder says, Bobby Clark, uh, what's he call him, Bob... Brian calls him Little Robbie. Does he, does he call him Bob? He says, well, Clark, Clarky. Brian still calls him Clarky, too, yeah. Clarky came up to me and said, we have a chance to get this player. And then I said, do everything you can to make it happen. All right, he definitely gives him free range. But, okay, let me just go. I'm going to go off on another person then. Can you name me either the owner or the GM? Either one, I don't care. Dallas Mavericks. Mark Cuban is the owner. I don't know who the GM is. Exactly. So, I mean, there's some instances well, that's where... A, well, that's a different story because Mark Cuban's so out there. Right. Uh, who's the coach? He's got a big smile. Looks like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. He was a heck of a point guard. I know. Avery Johnson. Hey, Avery Johnson. Thank but you. I, well, okay, so, but I maybe Mark Cuban is the GM. I would, I would think he would be too smart to do that. Okay. We're talking about the Yankees, who, of course, are... Right. Everybody knows them. I understand. So, yeah, so who do you – but there's a lot of general uh, – baseball is the best example of it. Right. There's a lot of GMs in baseball that are just making moves right now that can dictate right. the future of your club for years and years and years. Theo but getting Eston. to that point – yeah, well, he's a he's a good manager because he looks at his spreadsheets all day. Right. Now, Ger- general manager. Well, here's the situation, though. The Phillies have a chance to shit or get off the pot. What do you think they're going to do? As bad as we're saying they're doing, they're not out of the wild card yet. I know. They're only four games out of the wild card. In the loss column, though, there's eight teams in front of them. Right. They should have won last night against San Diego. Well, you can't win if you put Raul Cormier on the on the mound. So so just trust me on Can that Can you one. believe that was his first home run that he let up, they said? I, You know, I... I don't. I, I do believe it. I do believe it because he's had some kind of mysterious, incredible first half of the season. But this guy just scares me all day long. I really thought they were going to say this is the first home run they let up after the All Star break. Then I would say, okay, that's awful. But yeah, but I mean, I was like, wow, you got to be kidding me. No, I agree yeah. with you. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, they should have won last night, but all the should have and could have, I mean, they go out the window. Trading deadline is, is it the 31st? Is that? 31st, 3-1, baby. That's it. The non-waiver trade deadline. So and a lot of stuff is going to go down before then. Bobby Abreu said, I will not will not waive his, his uh, no trade unless the other team throws him cash. No, he, want, yeah, he wants his option picked right. up or for $15 million. Contract, yeah. or, an, or an extension. Right. right. But, okay, that's fine. Everybody knows if you want Bobby Abreu on your team for this year, you have to pick up his option for next right. year. It's a non. It's a no-brainer. If you want them, you got to do it. Exactly. It's not even a question. But I have to ask you a question though. If you were a major player in the playoff race, right? Say the AL East or even the AL West, why wouldn't you want somebody with a four-six-one on-base percentage? I don't. I know. mean, seriously, no. why wouldn't you want when you make a major play for somebody like that? How come people aren't beating the Phillies' doors down for him because of the money? It could be yeah, the sixteen million. Okay, it but, could be they might be asking a lot. They might say. But they should be asking a lot. This right. guy is a player. He's an on-base player. Uh, maybe his glove isn't what it used to be. But remember, he did win a gold glove last year. Uh, I know it's hard to... It's, and his power numbers wants, are down this year. His power numbers are down. He, well, I mean, I don't even know how many home runs he does have. Eight. But he can still stroke it. Yeah. He, oh. If he gets aggressive at the plate, he can still hit the ball out of the park. He can still run. He can still hit the ball. And I he's don't care relatively about young. He's only 32. Right. So why wouldn't you, as a general manager, be a sick buyer for this guy? I mean, potentially give up the farm. Right. I can understand Oakland not doing it because that's not Oakland's mo. No, it's not. But uh, they need that bat because they, or maybe they want to not give him to the Angels. Right, and that's. I think Frank Thomas just got hurt. I don't know what happened out there. I remember hearing something. So I mean, they're definitely going to need another bat out there. But imagine what Abreu does. To the eight, to the Angels lineup because Vladimir Guerrero is doing everything right now. Wow. You put now you put Bobby Abreu in that mix. Yeah. Or what if I mean what if you even make him a Yank? But that's I, like if he goes out to the Angels and now he's got to buy a bat in the four hole. Bobby might get. I I don't like batting in the four hole. I don't want to bat in the four. No, hole. he would. They would put Vlad at four and Abreu at three. Right. I, I, I mean Abreu has a four six one on base percentage. How many more RBIs is Vladimir Guerrero going to get? But then who they put out in right field? They're both right fielders there. Right. I don't have the slightest idea. Right. So that's where the Angels might be another reach. But the Yankees, I guess the Yankees have a couple people coming back. But I think Abreu's better than Shedfield, better than Matsui. That's just me because I watch. Okay, but Sheffield probably to... Sheffield might be back for the Yanks for the playoffs, but he's right. but he's gone for good next year. So they would need somebody to play right next year, right? Well, okay, I didn't know Sheffield's contract. Sheffield yet. plays left, right? He plays left, but but uh, I, I'm assuming Missouri he'll can... be back. I don't know. I, 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 I don't want him to be a Met. You never know where he's going to go. But I think he does have to go, and his team needs to be get better. If they traded to the Yankees, just reading the paper today because Trenton's right around the corner. They have this young kid pitch last night. They say he has this stuff. He's 24 years old, and uh, he will be called up sometime this year. But I doubt the Yankees would want to trade a yeah, good but prospect. Steinbrenner, man, he doesn't like to lose. I mean, another oh, year no, is yeah. another year. A whole, I mean, that guy doesn't have many years left. No, he doesn't. So he's going to go down. You know why New York fans are going to love him? It's because all he does, everything he can to win, no matter how long he's been principal owner of that team, right? That's all he wants to do is win. But you got to win championships. And they haven't done that in a while. No, they have not done that. Not like the Phillies in a while, but no, right. Well, that's a different story. Yeah. Do you? I'm going to give you pose a question to you, and I want you to be honest with me. 
Do you think this Phillies team will ever win a world championship with the current ownership? No. And when Bill Giles says last week and Dave Montgomery says last week, we have no intention of selling this team, what does it do for you as a fan? Does it take the wind out of you? It takes the wind out of me. Right. It's just like, good. I ask you a simple question, and you give me a simple answer, and then we have to face reality because of it. The only good thing is you're like, you know what? Come the beginning of the year, we'll go down a couple games. It won't be too hot. It'll be fine. Hey, it'll still be interesting. Come August, you know what? They're out of it. No big deal. I have something else to do. If they're in it, come September, I'll go down and watch the playoff race. That's what it starts boiling down to because everyone knows, oh, they're not going to do anything. They're going to go through their slumps. They're not going to bring in the players that they need to bring in. Right. Which is a shame, which we don't want. It was great when they brought Wagner. They brought Tommy in. It was It really was rear. great, dude. Yeah. It really was great. They figured they had a bunch of the money to spend. And they're not necessarily bad moves. I mean, they're, they're actually terrific moves. Right. But Ed Wade made just terrible moves at trade deadlines. Like, what's some of his – like, Mike Williams, is that the guy's name from Pittsburgh you picked up? Like, he like, brought him That's in. his big um, – was his big move for the year? Right. A lot of middle relief comes in here. He brought in uh... – One big piece of advice for Pat Gillick. Do not, on July 31st, come to the podium and say you've got another middle reliever. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Don't come to the podium and say – I feel confident with this team. We can still make the playoffs. We still have a chance to win a championship here this year. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear smoke up my butt. No, and what's to say that they won't, you know, make a huge run, go on a 15-0 tear, and still finish one game out of the wild card race? Big possibility. Yeah, huge possibility. But the team isn't any better for next year. Right. Although a couple contracts get dumped next year. Bye-bye. Mike Lieberthal, bye-bye, David Bell. Well, uh, Lieberthal is done at the end of this year or next year? This year. Okay, then I think Bell might be next year because I thought one of them had one extra year on him. Don't say it. But I don't, oh, I don't I, think I, that's I don't. true, though. But who are they going to have as a catcher next year? They're going to have to sign. They have to sign one. They have to, they're going to have to go outside. Sal Sal's got to go, too. Right. He's got to go. I mean, what is – why would – all Sal's pals, all, if you're all listening, and we know you are, you guys can go scratch – this guy is, without the Fu Manchu, is the below average catcher I've ever saw in my entire life. If it wasn't for the Fu Manchu and the long hair, bringing back the inky look, you know what I mean? Right. But you know nothing. what really sealed the deal for like a Sal's Pals thing? And this is so ridiculous to say, but it's true. Okay, remember his first at-bat at Citizens Bank Park? He hit that kid with the bat. Remember he threw it in the stands? Right over the dugout. You was that, that his first at bat? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So the next pitch, he roped like this moonshot, right? So people were like, yeah, this is amazing. All he's got to do is get fired up, and he hits these incredible home runs. If he does it, say he strikes out that at bat. I got to believe there would only be half as many South Pals as there are now. In fact, a- I don't even know if there's that many South Pals now because this team stinks so bad. I, I, I mean, he's hurt, so you don't get to see him as much. But Yeah, but what's he hurt for? Because he's fat? <laughs> I don't like calling people fat. I know you don't, Dave. I feel like I can because I'm a skinny guy. That you are, brother. That you are. Thank you very much. But uh, you know what? I think they probably lost half their South Pals because just nobody's going to the game. Yeah, well, I'm going to the game on Saturday. Are you really? Yep. 4-15 start. That's an odd start. It's an odd start, yeah, against the Braves. Bravos. Is uh, the Sunday game, is that an 8 game? Potentially, I don't know. I think what's called? I think I got a call 
from uh, Harry the K today. Oh yeah. Uh, hey, this is Harry. Then I was season queen. ticket owners. Uh, of course. Well, you know what, dude? I have second row behind a third base dugout. Who are you going with? Uh, behind the uh, visitors dugout. No, I'm not going with Let's Go Mets. <laughs> so if anybody wants to see me, I'll be with my kid. Stop by, say hello. I'm going to be the one throwing Philly Sportscast cards on the uh, visitors dugout. So moving on from the Phils, unless you got anything you want to say about this team, come on, it's give me something. The same old, same old. Who's your favorite Philly right now? Uh, still Chase Utley. I saw him bob a couple balls last night. It doesn't matter. Still the best player on the team. Yeah. What about A-Rod's slump? Did you see his throwing slump? He I made saw, three errors last night. Then he found like a pitch off of him. So, dude, what if what if he said to you, I want to change the scenery and you could trade me? If they said Bobby Abreu. No, 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 no. Oh. Phillies would never do that because it wouldn't pay him. Right. But, I mean, do you trade poten- who could be the best player to ever play baseball? Potentially. Oh, I mean, he's been yeah, traded he's, once. He's been traded twice. Yeah, but he was traded... Or he wasn't once, traded. Once, yeah, he was yeah. traded once, once, but from Texas to New York because the Yankees wanted him so badly, and they said we'll pay you this and we'll give you. I mean, literally. So no numbers aside, right? Like, say everything, rec- all the record numbers are gone. If you put in one game and you watched Alfonso Soriano and you watched Alex Rodriguez play in one game together, would you say that one is so much better than the other? No, I wouldn't either. Not even a little bit. Right. So, I mean, the Yankees gave up so much, including Sariano for Rodriguez, right. and are paying Rodriguez his insane 10 year, $250 million salary. The guy isn't that much better than everybody else in the field to garner that much money. Well, Although think, he might be the best who ever played. I think it's funny because uh, he was definitely the best shortstop. He would have been the best shortstop to ever play the game if he finished there with his power number, with his defense. I thought like he had great range. And they make him in a third baseman. Like that always amazed me. Is like you take this guy, when you trade for someone, you say this is what he is and this is what I want. They go, okay, we'll put him at third base, which he's still doing a very good job. Right, but three errors last night. I think he's got fifteen plus for the year. Does he really? Yeah. Wow. See, that's a lot. That's yeah. just on, that's a ton. on pace for something like thirty or thirty errors. Fifteen is a ton, dude. They made a defensive, um, defensive replacement sweat, for him really? last year. Last, I'm sorry, last night because um, well, what happened was he fouled a ball off his toe. Right. right. And Tory's like, uh, I made that switch because he fouled a ball off his toe and it must be hurting him. Tory can't afford to lose that game. Right. There's, he can't afford to lose any games for the rest of this second half. So he took him out. You took out. The best player. The best player on the field according to his salary and according to his statistics. But not the best defensive player and especially not a third base. Right. So it's very interesting to see. It'll be... It'll be interesting to see going forward because he struck out with the bases loaded last night and he got booed from hell. But they won the game. You know, and that's what he said afterwards. He goes, listen, that's baseball. Right. The night exactly. before, I mean, I had a, a kick-ass time in a, a defensively. And tonight I had a bad time. Tomorrow, who knows what's going to happen. But we still won the game. So what are, they, what are y'all freaking out about? Would you rather have three hours and win the game or the best defensive play that – you know, this side of the... Yeah, and a 7-6 yeah, loss. and you get to win an ESPY. All right, but we lost that game. Right. We didn't make the playoffs because we lost one. Speaking yeah. of winning an ESPY, yes. if Aaron Rowan does not win an ESPY for that catch... Oh, he didn't. No, he no, it was for next year. Uh, no, it was up for this year. It was already up? Yeah. It was uh, Aaron Rowan. It was, uh, I want to say, David Wright, that, that one-handed catch, bare-handed catch, like when he was running back. David Wright... 
is a poser. Uh, I'm trying because it was just on. It was on the other night. I was watching it. So who won? I'm trying to think. I forget because when Rowan didn't win, I was like, "You got to be kidding me, dude!" He smashed his entire face. Oh, you think about it. I want to ask you an Eagles question. Go Eagles! And I know this is an obvious question, but I'm trying to figure out why. I mean, it's the Friday night lights mystique going off with the Eagles. <laughs> I'm going to start calling uh, Donovan McNabb Booby Miles. Is Donovan McNabb our Booby Miles? If he goes down, we're done. Trash, done. I think we might be trash already. Yeah, you're right. I think we might be too. You tell me, what offensive power does this team have right now? Give me one name. One. And don't say McNabb because we already said him. Right. Say one. Don't say Westbrook either. Reggie Brown. Dave. Dave, stop. He's going to be the closest we have to a number one wide receiver. Is that what bile tastes like? <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the teams in the the East, you got Dallas, you got the Giants. Those two teams are going to be better. Offensively oh, yeah, totally. and defensively, they seem like they're better teams already. I cannot agree with you more. And the Redskins are not a team to fool around with. Redskins can always crap the bed, too. but No, you know they what? can, but they can come in here or you can right. go down there and you can lose. But if you're third in your your division there, you're not making the playoffs. No, even if you are 8-8, eight 9-7. Eight, right. So what makes you think? I mean, do you think this team is a winning team this year? No. I don't either. So, like, Paul Thomas today in the Daily News ranked them 12th in all of the NFL. So how many teams make the playoffs from each division? 12, right? I'm no, sorry. Six. Six. Uh. So say, just for the argument's sake, that it's split up half and half at NFC, AFC. Right. The Eagles make the playoffs. But they're not a team that can win the Super Bowl. I, I still don't see how they're going to make the playoffs. But yeah, so, Tampa yeah. Bay will be fine down there. They Carolina? Do, Carolina's going to win that division. Atlanta, who knows what's going on with them. They're still yeah, not. You know what? If Vic, could Vic be the biggest boss in NFL history? Yes. You know what he reminds me of, Dave? Michael Vick? He reminds me of me when I play horseshoes. <laughs> I want to hear this. We play horseshoes probably twice a week, right? Sure. I have a great time. And we have our annual horseshoe tournament coming up, Smash Saturday, August 12th. Feel free to go to smashsaturday.com to check it out. There will be a link right on the website. There will be check a link, it out. yep. And um, it reminds me of when I play horseshoes. When I'm on fire on horseshoes, would you say that I'm probably the best you've ever seen? The best. Thank you very much. I know it was tough for you to say. I know what bile tastes like now. (laughs) But when I'm not throwing well, when I don't catch a groove, I'm I'm mediocre. That's what reminds me of Michael Vick. He could be an insanely awesome quarterback if he just was more consistent. But that's uh, you are on more than Michael Vick's on. Michael Vick has true. probably some more down games than ever. They keep saying, you know what, we're going to throw the ball more, we're going to throw the ball more. The dude just isn't an accurate thrower. He doesn't read a good defense. Maybe it's not enough confidence in his wide receivers or whatever. I don't know. I don't understand it. I just don't think that he gives defenses enough credit. He thinks he can beat him by himself. Oh, and right. in the NFL, it's impossible. Right. I can throw it 70 yards. And... Right. But he's got to have somebody underneath there to catch it. Exactly. You know, there's there's some really smart, smart, smart men coaching and playing NFL football. And if you think you can do that with that rocket of an arm, which is undoubtedly uh, – it is as if God touched it. Right. 
then he's wrong. He's absolutely wrong. He needs to do he needs to do a playbook situation. It's got to be on point. He's got to hit his receivers on that step when they turn around. If he doesn't do that, like sometimes, if you notice, like he he misses a receiver, like he and he pump fakes it and then he ducks it because the guys. If you don't make that window, you're screwed. And dude, the worst thing is, I don't think he's used to throwing it to where the receiver should be or going to be. Right. He wants to throw it to the, where the receiver is, like in college, where. Hey, he's open. I can throw it to him. He doesn't look those two steps in advance to say he's going to break. I'm going to be able to put it there, and that's when he takes off. So you're drafting fantasy draft, right? There's 12 teams in your draft. You have the 10th pick. Michael Vick is still there. No. Do you pick him? No, not at all. Not he's not quarterbacks. Diamond does. I mean, two years ago, would you have done it? Probably because then he was running the ball a lot more. Right. That's. I think they said it within the last year. Inside the five, he ran ten times. He might have scored only like four times. It's like he's confused. Uh, he doesn't know whether to play quarterback because he's a quarterback and he wants to prove everybody that he can throw it and be a stone-cold quarterback. Or he doesn't use his insane talent to score touchdowns, which is pretty much what you have to do in the NFL to win games. I mean, don't get me wrong. Is that the way you score? To win? Doesn't matter how you get in there, get in there. If you want get to throw, in there. you want to run it. Doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter how you get in there. If your defense scores a touchdown with two seconds left and you win, then you get off the field and you're a victory. You know what I think is funny is uh the quarterback's back there, he runs it in, oh uh, he's a scrambling quarterback. If he stays there and gets hit, oh uh, he's a statue. Right. You know what? Get it in. I don't care. Call me whatever you want, call me a winner. I agree with you, Dave. Um Fantasy point beans that we got on this uh, topic. You have the top five picks in fantasy this year. Who are they? You're gonna have to wait till our draft to hear that. No, give it up. Uh, probably uh, no special order right now, but top three picks are gonna be Sean Alexander, Larry Johnson, and Ladanian. I think they're one, two, and three. Okay, so it doesn't matter which way you go there. Right on. You think Ladanian doesn't deserve to be one? Well, no, I think he, he has a chance to be one, especially with what's called. Jesus, man, he is oh, Alexander, too. He with, all, uh, Rivers being the quarterback but now. But do you really – I mean, this is Larry Johnson's first full year as a starter, right? Right. You put him in that kind of class, or you say, I have to because I re- I'll regret it if right. I Right, I have to just because of what happened last year. All the touchdowns he's scored. So, Ladanian's gone. Sean Alexander's gone. You're number three. You pick Larry Johnson. Pick Larry Johnson. Do you really? Because you're living or dying by that pick. And that's what kills me is, what was the last time a Penn State running back played a full season? No doubt. T.J. So. Duckett, I think it was. <laughs> no, no, Duckett's not. He was uh, Kajana Carter. Is that, is that Kajana Carter, I meant, yeah. He got hurt. Yeah, he the got bang, hurt yeah, the preseason. Like the second game of the yeah. season, he tore his knee up. Rookie year, right? Yeah. So that's what Kajana it is. Kajana Carter, that's funny. You start getting nervous about that. Plus the guy weighed 300 pounds anyway. Then you go, okay, well. Well, I'm saying, him? like, you're you're literally – so, okay, so – If I'm so, sitting at let, three, say, yeah. say you're sitting at three, right, and you're saying to yourself, I'm taking Larry Johnson, but do you – if you questioned yourself at that point, who would you question him with? Peyton Manning. Okay. Okay, that's legitimate. Because do you think Peyton Manning had an off year last year? Well, I think Peyton Manning with uh, – Edron. Yeah, James Levin. Now they're going to have – Dominic Rhodes as their number one, and they're bringing in that uh, rookie from LSU. Is he going to throw the ball more? I mean, it's kind of hard to say, oh, yeah, he's going to throw the ball more because he already throws it a ton. 
So you got to go Peyton. All right, I can't argue with that. And then to round out the top five, this is where it starts getting a little pushy. Little, do you go wide receiver? I don't like going so, wide receiver. Who'd you, who would your number one wide receiver be? If you had to pick a wide receiver right now, who would it be? That's I probably wouldn't have a wide receiver in the top five. But okay, but but you're, in your league, you need a wide receiver. If you have the fifth pick, you have to pick one. Who is it? Big fan of Chad Johnson because last year I know I had you him. are. I know you are, and he's a stud, absolute stud. To is going to be in the top four again. He has to be coming back. You might be able to get him. See, that's what I think is good about our local area. People hate the Cowboys, right. so you always can get a Cowboy a little later. Isn't it crazy? And especially in our draft to get. Well, I know all you draftees are listening, but you, we know that we all hate the Cowboys, so they all last late. Doug, Doug Landley picked Donovan McNabb oh, yeah. earlier than, like, T.O. You know what? No. Who That's, would you pick before – what quarterbacks in the league would you pick before McNabb? Let's go through them. Peyton Manning would be number one. Two would probably uh, Jake Delhomme. Because he throws bombs. Oh, Steve Smith catches everything. You know what? He right. might even be up there. He'd probably be my number Steve one. Smith? Steve no, Smith? At number, yeah. Okay. Steve Good. Smith, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Anquan Bolden. Right. Okay. Any of those wide receivers are good. Marvin. I mean, Marvin's probably on the downside. Roy Williams. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love that dude. I, I'll take him again every year. But you're right. I mean, you can. You got those uh, so, two. What about Roethlisberger? Would you take him before McNabb? No, because he's only going to throw McNabb doesn't run yeah. it in either. Right. But they're, they're both going to throw you 20 TDs, 20 What about TDs. Tom Brady? Brady probably get you 25. I mean. Do you take Tom Brady before Tom McNabb yeah, in your fantasy draft? Yeah. Wow. And we, Evan and I got him in the fifth round last right. year. Right. That's um, Like I said, McNabb goes early. Two years ago, we took Because he ran. Yeah, he ran him in. What about Culpepper? Do you take him before McNabb this year? No, he's out a couple weeks. He's going to oh, be yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's going to hurt him. Aaron Brooks could be a steal this year. He really could be. Because that could be the one where he just throws the bombs out to Randy Moss. Like, he can throw a good long pass. Right. I wonder. It's 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 just so amazing how this Eagles team in the court, because of the Terrell. I mean, this time last year, we were talking return to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Now we're not even talking playoffs. And that's because of one wide receiver. Am I right or wrong? Oh, you're definitely right. Well, one wide receiver and a hurt quarterback. Yeah, but he's our Booby Miles, man. If we lose Booby Miles, we're screwed. Uh, right? Uh, oh, definitely. Who's your backup this year? Wow, who is the backup this year? Here. They just signed the guy. He's a proven starter. Jeff Garcia, baby. Oh, yeah, we do have Garcia. Right, so. Woohoo! Woohoo! Neither one of them have anybody to throw to. Right. All right, what's your final thought? I mean, come on. Don't get me all freaked out. I want to be hyped about the Eagles season. Be hyped about football because football rocks, 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 robbing rocks and diamonds. Football's going to good, be good this year. What about Brian Dawkins signing a contract extension? This guy was getting run over last year. What is the wisdom behind that? I still like Dawkins. I thought he had some good games. But he had some terrible games as well. And I bet you he had to, to seven good games, he had nine bad games. I do. I still think he's the heart and soul of that defense. Right, we're going to watch tape together this year. Okay. We'll, we'll definitely be... I'll TiVo it. We'll, we'll Sunday ticket it, uh, that stuff. Final thought on the birds, please. Give me something, Dave. Something. You got to help me on this one, though. What is the date? Is it October 9th? October he 8th. Says, he says it every day. Yeah, E-Money's absence. Now, Dave, really good to remind us. Don't forget, everybody. October 8th is Tia. We'll be back. And I will say this as part of this comment from E-Money. Tia was on Jimmy Kimmel last night. 
And he's Jimmy Kimmel said, so what are you going to do when you go into to, uh, Lincoln. Lincoln Financial Field this year? And he says, are you going to say you're going to say anything to Donovan? And what are you going to do? He goes, what am I going to do? I'm going to do my best to beat the Eagles. That's all he said. Don't talk to Donovan. Don't talk to anybody else. Which is what you would want from your warrior, right? Don't forget everybody. He was an eagle. If he said that why he was an eagle, you would be you would love him and you would go buy his jersey, all those eighty one jerseys. But when out he played there. against San Fran, he scored. Yeah. Gotta so, love it. Gotta love it, man. So B Doc, you know, you just signed that fat extension. If you don't give this mother effer a pop on October eighth, you know what? You might as well hang it up. Hang it up. And if he scores over you, that big fat bomb touchdown. Watch out! Watch out! They're gonna the batteries are gonna be coming down on the green helmets. Keep your helmet on, yeah, no doubt. But uh, well, let's go to the Phillies then. Let's go, Phils. Here we go at the West Coast. Let's see what you can do. See you on Saturday. Me and the fam will be going down, and uh, that's about it. E money, we miss you, and we'll see you next week. Please come back, E money. Later.